welcome back to a brand new episode of Talkin' Shiz. I am your host, CJ. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And do not forget to tune into that pod page, and that is podpage.com slash talkinshiz. Also, sharing is caring, folks. So go ahead and share, share, share. Share as many episodes as you like to a neighbor, a family member, family member that's been twice removed, somebody you don't even like, but you want to torment with my horrible dad jokes. Go ahead and share. And do not forget to subscribe to the Twitter page. And that's at Talkin underscore Shiz. Even on Instagram at Talkin underscore Shiz. Also, you can even go to buymeacoffee.com and support the podcast. Why not? You can give like five bucks and that will buy me a coffee. Another week has passed us by. And I can tell you this. It was a long week. It has been one of those weeks where you cannot wait until Friday afternoon until you can clock out of work. And then when the weekend gets here, it rushes by so fast. It's like, no, I need an extra day off. And that's why I'm a firm believer that you really need three days off of work to recharge the batteries. You know, have that one day off where you can do all your errands, mowing the yard and whatever. And then you have the other two to do whatever the hell you want to do. Relax and don't even have to worry about work. This past Friday and Saturday, I was able to watch Venom 2 and The Batman. And I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on these two movies. I'm not going to spoil it. And if I do accidentally say something, I do apologize because I hate people who spoil things. First up, I finally saw Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, which they should have named it Venom 2, Let There Be Anyone Else Except for Woody Harrelson Playing Cletus Cassidy. I'm not going to review this whole movie, but I will tell you what I think about it because that's what you do with the podcast. I will tell you this. I enjoyed the movie. I I did like it to a point. If I would have to give it out of five stars, I would give it three and a half. Andy Serkis did a great job directing. There was a lot of great uh, cinematography. Really great shots in in the film. I liked the humor between Tom Hardy and Venom or the CGI Venom. The one thing that really stuck out to me is Woody Harrelson. I wish they would have found a better Cletus Cassidy. He just cannot pull off the whole crazy serial killer vibe for me. Watching Woody Harrelson play this character, I don't think he got it. Like, he was not in the mind of Cletus Cassidy. I don't know if he ever read a comic book, like, who Carnage really is. And truth be told, he barely pulled it off in Natural Born Killers. But to have him do this part, I think they made a mistake. To me, he played the character too laid back. When I heard that Carnage was going to be in this movie, a.k.a. Cletus Cassidy, I saw someone as hyperactive, like he was out there, like he has lost his damn mind. I really wish they would have went another route. Uh, I just could not wrap my head around it. He just didn't play the crazy part about it. And if you watch Spider-Man, the animated series back in the day, in the 90s, the dude who had the voice of Cletus Cassidy, you know, he was crazy. I mean, he had the whole crazy vibe. Woody Harrelson didn't. It To me, he just looked like he was an old man that was out of place. Like he was maybe had dementia or something and he didn't know why he was there. He just knew that he had a mission to do or something. That's my thoughts and feelings. I did see the Batman 
it was it was okay. It was definitely dark and gritty. I'm trying to figure out why the Riddler looked like Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys, the Green Bastard. I'm trying to figure out why he looked like that. In, in the movie, you didn't really see Bruce Wayne as much. Definitely can give props to uh, Robert Patterson, Patterson, whatever, how you say his last name. I think he did a really good job. It was so funny that this is one of the lines from the movie, and the Riddler says, well, you know, I thought you were smarter than that. Well, in this movie, he was only Batman for like two years. So he's still new to that position. So he's still trying to figure it out. So he's not the world's greatest detective. He was still trying to figure it out. But it was okay. It was good. It didn't have a lot of humor. You know, it was definitely a darker side of Batman. It was kind of like an emo Batman. That's the best way I could actually describe this Batman. He was more emo-ish than anything. This past week, I decided I was going to go to Target. But I did notice something. Have you noticed how Target is really quiet? You do not hear any babies crying or anything. Like, you can literally hear a pin drop in that store. But if you go to Walmart, it's all loud. It's like a horrible club that you wish you never went to, but your friends invited you. So you have to go out there and try to have a good time. And you go to Walmart, and it's like kids are screaming. And, I mean, it's like chaotic in a sense. The reason for my visit for Target is that I needed some new jogging pants. Because the ones I had finally gave up on me. They RIP'd. Then, then that's when I noticed is that this is how I'm getting old. I have a favorite pair of jogging pants I like to wear. That's how I know I'm getting older. Even though I do no jogging in them. Closest I ever do to jogging is getting up off the couch and going to the fridge and right back to the couch. That's about as close as I get to jogging. Like the other day I was in my kitchen. And I, I don't know if anybody else has this, t- <laughs> this in their kitchen. A tool drawer. I don't have a tool box. I have a tool drawer. So I have to pull out the drawer. Oh, okay, well, there's my Phillips head. Oh, there's my tape measure. Oh, there's an extra screw. I don't know why I have a tool drawer in the kitchen. I guess just for quickness, easy access. And also, I do have a junk drawer. And it's not the condiment drawer. And the condiment drawer is separate. The junk drawer is where you just stuff shit that you're trying to get out of your mind, out of sight, out of mind type ordeal. The junk drawer could have like <laughs> like an extra HDMI cable, old mail, or bills. Like you don't want to try to pay and you don't want to remember even going, so you try to hide them from yourself. Mine actually has scotch tape in them. And while I was searching through this drawer, I actually found super glue. I have been looking for super glue now for a couple of months. And I keep telling myself one day I am going to clean this out get a toolbox so i put everything in this toolbox it's on my to-do list it's at the bottom but it's there all right let me go back and finish my target story as i was driving back from target since this is one big story i'm just telling it in sections i was listening on the radio and there a song came on and the premise of the song is this woman was singing and she found this dude that was very attractive but she is with somebody so she's thinking about cheating and dumping her old boo to get a new boo. And one thing that she said in this song that stuck with me, and I've heard this phrase before. I'm sure that you guys heard this as well. I normally don't do this. That is such a weird phrase to me. I normally don't do this. Then why are you doing it? If it's outside of your character, then why are you considering doing it? Or why are you doing it? That phrase never made sense to me, and I've heard it before. I normally don't do this. I was thinking about jumping off this bridge. I normally don't jump off bridges, but today I'm going to do it. 
And I cannot remember this song, but it, it just stuck to me. And I'm like, then if you don't cheat, why are you wanting to cheat? Well, I normally don't do this. Then why are you cheating? It doesn't make any sense. If it's outside your character, then don't do it. If you were the other party and someone said that to you, would that not be a big red flag in your mind? I normally don't do this. So that was my full day right there. I just basically broke it down in sections. And that night I went to bed. I was very tired. I went to sleep fairly quickly. And then in the middle of the night, and this is the worst thing that can ever happen in the middle of the night. And I know some of you out there probably had this happen to you. And it just kind of ruins your night. And it takes a minute to go back to sleep after this happens. And then you wake up cranky and still sore. Getting a cramp in your calf muscle. When this happens, you cannot even describe the pain that you're going through. Oh my gosh, it feels like something shocked you. Like somebody took an electrical wire and just hooked it up to your leg. And then you jump out of bed like a ninja, bouncing around trying to walk it off as fast as you can because it hurts. Because it feels like a vice grip's going off on your leg. That happened to me that night. I was so mad. I was angry. I was sleeping real well. And my body's like, no, no thank you. You've got to get up and do some type of weird dance to walk this pain off. I was like, are you kidding me? Talking about jumping around. I know you guys heard this story because it's been all over the news. Mike Tyson struck a man on an airplane that was overly excited to meet him. I do not know if you guys heard this story or not, but it's hilarious. And honestly, I'm for Mike Tyson on this because I saw the video. And this, this fan was annoying the shit out of Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson knocked his ass out, in a sense. And, and the great thing about this, this story is the fact that this dude did not have to enter a cheat code to get to the end of Punch-Out to fight Mike Tyson. The, the story goes like this. Mike Tyson was sitting on a JetBlue airplane in, in flight. And this fan decided that he want, wanted to annoy the shit out of him. Mike Tyson got fed up, punched the dude like three or four times in the face, and that was it. Now, as a boxer, you know, Mike Tyson, I think he definitely threw his punches, per se. He held back because I know he's a boxer. And they don't call him Iron Mike for nothing. He could have knocked, knocked that dude into next week, and he would have woke up and go, what, what day is it? I don't feel sorry for this dude. I mean, he was annoying the shit out of Mike Tyson, so what else is he supposed to do? I mean, I think the dude threw water in him, as the story says. It's like, really? Dude, leave him alone. He is a boxer. That's Iron Mike Tyson. I met Mike Tyson, and this is a true story. When I was living in California, a friend of mine and myself were walking down, I think it was Santa Monica Boulevard. No, not Santa Monica Boulevard. Cannot remember the street name. I know it's the main street uh, that goes to, up to Beverly Hills. My friend and I were walking down the street, and I stopped at this little smoke shack to grab a pack of cigarettes. And I walked out, and I saw my friend talking to someone. And I walked up, and he introduced me, and he said, I said, oh, hey, how are you? And my friend was talking. He said, dude, do you know who this is? I said, no, who is it? Because I didn't recognize him because this was the time where he got that freshly tattoo on, uh, over his face. You know, He's like, this is Mike Tyson. I said, no shit, really? And I looked at him and said, you, you seriously Mike Tyson? And he said, yeah. And I shook his hand and said, dude, you are one of the greatest boxers ever. I said, I had your Nintendo game, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I said, I could never beat that game. And the dude laughed and he said, thank you. 
to me, the guy was very kind. I mean, Mike Tyson was kind. He didn't sound mean. He wasn't agitated or anything like that. I mean, to me, he seemed like a super nice guy. I just know I wouldn't cross him because, you know, I'm skinny and don't have any muscles. He's full of muscles, and he could definitely knock my ass out. To me, he seemed okay, but this guy was annoying the shit out of him. Why the hell are you annoying this guy? He's just a human being. Let him be. Just let him be. Have you ever just stopped and think, what is going inside this person's head? Like, you want to get inside there and walk around trying to figure out what is their logic? Where are they coming up with this? It's kind of like our next story. An Alabama man accused of keeping a meth-fed attack squirrel faces charges. (laughs) That's right. You heard me. And see, folks, this is why the South gets made fun of a lot. A man was training a squirrel to be an attack squirrel. Now, this is nuts. He was feeding this squirrel meth. Now, squirrels are very jittery, jittery animals. To give them meth, I know this squirrel had to be going out his mind. The story goes that this man captured a squirrel, put it in a cage, and was training it to be an attack squirrel while also giving it meth. And the gentleman's name, who came up with this brilliant idea, his name was Mickey. Hey, Mickey, you're so dumb. You're so dumb you'll blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Now, he faces charges for possession of a wild animal, stolen property, and a possession of a weapon by a felon. Is a squirrel technically a wild animal? I wouldn't think it would be in the in that bucket being called a wild animal. I would say it would be more like a semi-wild animal because they're squirrels. They don't really attack people. They kind of just keep to themselves. They gather food and you really don't really see them until they're on the ground or they're after your nuts. But other than that, I wouldn't consider them as wild, semi-wild maybe, but he is also facing other charges because he is a felon. He's also facing some drug and weapon charges that, uh, (laughs) anyway, you just have to read this story. But when the officers busted him, they found a caged squirrel. Before the authorities acted on the warrant, Mickey told them that he had just fed this squirrel meth and he's a little aggressive. You think? You think the squirrel will be aggressive after being fed meth? And of course the sheriff's department cannot test the squirrel for meth because there's not really a safe way to test a squirrel for meth. But I hope he, they can get this squirrel into rehab and start weaning him off of this meth. And it makes me think, I wonder if it has the same effect. Is he going to lose his teeth or his hair? I mean, would he look like he's a meth head? Another question I have is, why the hell would you feed a squirrel meth? What is wrong with people? I cannot even fathom the logic behind feeding a squirrel meth. You know what, Bill? I I want a good attack animal. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to get me a squirrel. And to make him better and efficient, I'm going to give him meth because he'd be quick. And nobody will see him coming because he's small. And he'd be on meth, so he'd be really, really fast. That's what I'm going to do. What in your right mind would think that is a good thing to do. You know what it reminds me of, honestly, is the Squirrel Master from Half-Baked. That's exactly what that reminds me of. Well, you know, I normally don't do this, but I got to end my episode. I do appreciate you guys listening wherever you're at in the world. 
morning, noon, night, wherever. I thank you for the support. And don't forget that you guys are awesome. You guys are great. So be yourself because that's all you can be and let nobody drag you down. You be strong and be yourself. As a famous philosopher once said, whatever you do, always give 100% unless you are donating blood. See you guys next time on another episode of Talking Shiz. Bye.